We'd like to thank you, the listeners and sponsors, for following and supporting us on all of Hami Media Group affiliate channels as we continue to provide the very best variety of entertainment anywhere. Pro wrestling, movie reviews, TV show reviews, news, sports, conspiracy, and satire. We have everything for your listening or viewing pleasure. Add Hami Media to all your favorite audio and video platforms. iTunes, Stitcher, iHeart, Twitch, and YouTube are just some of the many ways you can get your fill of all of the HMG content. And speaking of getting your fill, if you're cooking this holiday season, there's only one olive oil to use in all your delicious delectable dishes, Zordos Artisan Greek Ultra Premium Olive Oil. This olive oil is not only the perfect ingredient for your festive feast, but Zordos Olive Oil makes the perfect gift for any foodie or fan of fantastic food. Head over to ZordosOliveOil.com and taste with the term ultra premium means now after a good meal or to kickstart your morning what's better than a cup of bro bro the coffee brosters russo's brand coffee is better than your average cup of joe bro when checking out at the coffee use the promo code bro 5lb for a special price on a five pound bag of russo's brand coffee this deal is too good to pass up on bro did somebody say deal? Well, Stevie Richards and ForceUSA.com have a deal for you. Are you looking to build a better you? How about the best custom home gym you can imagine? ForceUSA delivers sturdy, innovative, and versatile strength training equipment for home gyms and training studios alike. Enter promo code Stevie5 for a special 0% financing offer at checkout. Also check out StevieRichardsFitness.com for a fantastic affordable resistance band training program and yoga program choose from the 12 and 16 week program as well as a dynamic yoga program that will get you ready to burn off those calories after those huge holiday meals if you're interested in a band new you for 2021 and years to come stevie kick start your health with stevie richards fitness.com prowrestlingtees.com celebrate all of the hami media personalities and independent pro wrestling stars by giving the gift of or grabbing up for yourself the coolest merch any wrestling fan desires again head over to prowrestlingtees.com and support indie wrestling today hey infidels do you want to become a Hami Media Group operative? Then follow us at Hami Media Group on Twitter and request a link to our private Discord channel. You can also find us on Facebook at Hami Media Discussion Group and interact with all of the HMG personalities as well as joining in on the fun discussions, watch-along events, and games. You can also follow us on Instagram to like, comment, and participate on all of the HMG and Conspiracy Horseman propaganda. Once again, thank you to all of the subscribers, followers, sponsors, guests, producers, and host of Hami Media as we march to 3 million downloads. All of this is possible because of you. I have dry bars. Balls so dry, they explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, Kyle. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, Kyle. Suck my balls, Kyle. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls and your hairy butt holes. Suck my big balls and your hairy, hairy butt holes. What is that? It's my balls! Goddammit, Carmen! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Carson? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Hopefully you're listening in your ears and you're totally jacked as we are back for another edition of Yuck Map Bows South Park Review. I'm your host on the scene. The air is clean. And today specifically, you goddamn know I'm lighting up that green. Hey, man. For another edition 
of Suck My Balls. As me and my boy here to my right or to my left, depending on how I edit this on the YouTube, if it's not blocked and you can see it, I don't know. We've had a banner week. I don't know if I told you about that yet either. But a banner week for the Check My Balls feeds as we have been bum, 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 block, 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 block. Things aren't working on our feeds as we made the transition to Spreaker, and that's okay. I, I mean, I kind of assumed that was going to happen. Shit happens. The yeah, YouTube there's never, ever a smooth transition to anything. <laughs> Just look at all of our presidents in history. No. Oh, well, okay. Well, the YouTube one I was not expecting, but I'll, and I'll get into this here. So hopefully you do get to see the episode that being episode 56 before this episode that came out, episode 57. If not, hopefully you're watching it, um, or hopefully you've watched some of the clips. So I've been doing some more micro content, but I've stalled here long enough. You actually already heard his voice. It's my host who's on the West, who likes to give it his best, who is COVID-free, and he took that test. Ladies and gentlemen, Jackson, what's up, bud? Hey, brother. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, belated again. Thank you so much. Uh, as we got, that's right, we recorded a couple weeks before. Sure did. Christmas and Happy New Year, as we actually recording right now on New Year's Eve. You can go back and listen to "Are You There, God?" It's May Jesus uh, review, which is up on our YouTube, or you can see the clip where we talk about uh, God saying you are a man with titties. So. Uh, check out that clip there as well. Oh boy, I put up that clip of, of you talking about Riddle Out, and that seemed to hit. So uh, apparently uh, <laughs> we need more videos of you being an idiot. So like, if you could just dumb yourself down a little bit, we might get more views. I don't know. Okay. I mean, that's not too hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're back. I need more registry, oh, God damn it. No, God damn it. And, uh, another week where I'm going to have to add the uh, inline black and white graphic as our third amigo and co-host is not here i did not realize that he was going to be in vegas for back-to-back -back weeks had i known that i would have just had you guys record with me another one we could have recorded the third episode on one of those days and we could have been totally cool with it but uh nevertheless joe we love you buddy and i know you're fine yeah i love you joe He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah. He tried. He tried to make it for today, but he couldn't. He's in Vegas, so let him do his thing. He'll be back. Too bad he missed this episode because you know it's a uh, hey man. It's got like two iconic characters that are like, <laughs> yeah. and like we're gonna like talk about this episode, bro. So this is episode number fifty-seven for us, Scoop. It is the fourth episode. Sorry, it's the sixth episode in season four. However, it is the 54th overall episode itself for the South Park franchise. It aired on June 28th, 2000, over 20 years ago. Kyle needs a kidney transplant, and Cartman is discovered to be the perfect donor. Cartman gladly offers a kidney to, sorry, his kidney to Kyle for the price, of course, of Kenyan Garrett. Uh, Stan, depressed about the inevitable loss of his best friend, decides that he's going to take matters into his own hands. And get the kidney for Kyle. But before we get all to that, Scoop, I'm going to go ahead and I want to start this episode right off the bat. And I'm going to break something down. And people might think that this is vengeful. They might think that this is inaccurate or it's taking it too far on Cartman's part later on down the line. But I think based upon the evidence and outcome in this episode, I think it's fair and safe to say that later on, when Eric Cartman gives Kyle AIDS, I think he's in the right. Not only am I positive, okay. You know, I've never actually thought about that. And, you know, you know, you don't just fucking trick somebody and steal their kid, you goddammit. We're ruining it right now, but it's the fucking truth, okay? Yes. I have, I'm, I am back. I'm with you 100%. You took his fucking kidney, Kyle. You fucking took his kidney. Yeah, screw you, Kyle. I know it was Stan's fault, and you really should be vengeful towards Stan. Kyle Cartman has never really, even from this, never continues to be the biggest dick towards Stan. He's more of a dick towards Kyle still. But that being said, he did take his kidney. And screw you, Kyle. Screw him, Kyle. 
And because of that, if Kyle had from this very episode on become like the best of friends with Cartman and never like challenged him and was like, you know what, Cartman saved my life, blah, blah. That's a different story. But that doesn't happen. If anything, Kyle ends up becoming more a dick because of the transplant. It's almost like he gets a little piece of Eric Cartman inside of him. <laughs> so think about that. That's some meta-level deep thinking character elaboration, which you're only going to find right here. I shit my boss. Maybe you'll find it on some other ones. Shout out to the spirit of South Park. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that being said, we are the, I think, the premier, the cream of the crop. We are the bows of the bows. We are the shiniest bows of check my bows when it comes to South Park reviews. So let's get started to hear Scoop as we'll break down where our anger stems from and how Cartman and Kyle lead to these events here. Not just today, but we'll continue to tell you along the way how Cartman gets his vengeful revenge. The plot starts with a substitute teacher has come to class, as, of course, we remember from last week, Mr. Garrison was, um, well, he was arrested for soliciting sex. That was him. That was Mr. Head. That was Mr. Head. Oh, come on. That was Mr. Head. That wasn't me. That was Mr. Head. So it starts off with this substitute teacher. And they're going through the normal schoolboy shenanigans where they pretend to have different names. Now, me and the boys, we always did this to our substitute teachers back in high school. God damn it. And they fucking hated it because we'd tell it, we would go by each other's wrong names. But then when we would hand things in, we'd have our right name. <laughs> Eric Cartman here. <laughs> All right, and how about Stan Marsh? It's not that funny, you guys. Jesus. Okay, and where is Kenny McCormick? <laughs> Stan goes by Eric. Kenny goes by Stan. And Eric goes by Kenny, and they're all busting out loud. Even Wendy at one point, she's like, it's not that funny, guys. And Cartman laughs so hard that milk comes out of his nose, um, which kind of sets up a you know, foreshadowing. Wendy, that's so hard. Milk comes out of your nose. Yeah, no, you laugh so hard. Milk comes out of your nose. And then everybody goes, goes quiet, and Stan goes, no, dude, normally you, no, that's not a normal thing. You know what I'm talking about when milk comes out, you know? Yeah, you have to be drinking milk for that to be happen. <laughs> not for me, dude. <laughs> dude, what the hell was that? Oh, oh, dude, you know when you're laughing so hard that the milk comes out your nose? Oh, man. Dude, you weren't drinking any milk. Huh? You have to be drinking milk for that to happen. Not with me, man. So apparently Eric has the ability to not only store dairy products within his system, he has the ability to then regurgitate him out of his nose. It's almost like he keeps his own personal milk sack. And when he needs to use it for a defense mechanism or when he's tickled to humor, he lets it out. So that was uh, Eric Hartman's explanation, foreshadowing of the kidney itself. We then immediately jump over, as you mentioned, to now the school conference. And they are, it's got the te- uh, principal, uh, one of the school, I'm assuming like student CEOs, superintendents, or whatever, deans, whatever you want to call them, different people there. And they are questioning Mr. Garrison and advising him that he, while he's not fired, that he should take some time off. Um, as he, of course, has got questionable. Uh, history teaching lessons where the students don't even know what Sam Adams is. And Mr. Garrett's like, well, look, it doesn't even matter about who invented beer. I'm trying to teach history here. (laughs) And then they go on to note (laughs) and then they go on to note that uh, the principal goes on to note that of course that, you know, previously that he was you know, arrested for a solicitation with a child. And then that's when you said, of course, <laughs> that was Mr. Hat. Oh, come on. That was Mr. Hat. Oh, whatever. Mr. Garrison, last week's charges of attempting to solicit sex from a minor. That was, was not me. That was Mr. Hat. 
You know, he's, but the, I think his exact words is we're going to cut to it. His exact words were, give me a break. <laughs> oh, give me a break. I was Mr. Hat. And they said, nevertheless, you need to take some time off. And Mr. Garrison says, uh, ladies, gentlemen, teaching is my life. I don't know what I'm going to do without it. And uh, they're like, well, what are your other passions? And he's like, well, I've always wanted to write a romance novel, I guess. Well, go take some time off to do that. So then, oh, no, no, that was that later. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. But so he leaves. Yeah, he leaves and goes and talks to Mr. Mack. And he's having his own therapeutic session. And Mr. Mack is breaking it down with them on what he should do. And that's when, in the regard, uh, what is he passionate about, he finds out his other passion is really that I really like just going home and get some poontang. So trying to cover up. Then he just says, Poontang. So what do you love most besides teaching? Yes. Poontang. Mm okay. <laughs> well, what are, really like what are your other passions, okay? Poontang. Okay. <laughs> so he explains that he likes to, of course, go home and make love, hot love to a chick, a lady. So Mr. Mackey suggests he writes a romance novel. So that's what Mr. Garrison's off to do with his subplot. Now, meanwhile, back with the boys, uh, Stan, as we have now mentioned, uh, goes and visits Kyle, because Kyle was not in class, as the substitute mentions that we've got to send him a get well card. Well, they end up dressing up Butters. I don't appreciate in this scene that they use Butters as the patsy, because Pip was sitting there, front row, right, right to the I, right. I had the same exact thought. I was like, why didn't they use Pip? Should he use Pip? Unless the only reason why I can think that they use butters in that regard is they actually like butters. So he's kind of like their patsy because they like him. You know what I'm saying? He's their kick around guy. It's kind of like you can't fuck with our butters. He's our butters. Only we can fuck with our butters kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like think about it later in the breakdancing contest. All right, is anybody mad that Butters ends up killing all those people again? No, because South Park won. So, like, that's their Butters. So, like, everyone knows he's Butters. That's him. So, that's right. But still, I agree. Pip, fuck Pip. Anyway. Yep. So, Stan decides to go visit Kyle because Kyle's not in class and he brings along Butters. Butters does a song. Stan tries to convince Kyle, look, dude, you can stop faking it. We got a substitute teacher. And they find out that Kyle is really sick. Sheila mentions that Kyle has diabetes and has failing kidneys. I feel bad for Kyle because he's going to get messed up a lot here from failing kidneys to diabetes to having a hemorrhoid that almost kills him to uh, being Cartman's bitch and getting farted on. Do you like yummy, 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 yummy? Can I have some more farts, please, in my mouth? Yummy, yummy. <laughs> <laughs> the red ginger cow. So that being said, Kyle is going to take a lot of bullshit over the years, but still, he kind of deserves it after taking Cartman's kidney. Uh, but Kyle is feeling He's got a failing kidney, so it, this is now up to Stan as he says we should help him, but it's brought up by Stan's mother that they should go visit Misinformation, who is the head of holistic healing. So they go to visit the holistic healing center, okay, and it's some like lady, and you know they're, they're, she's selling bullshit to them. Stan's being a smart ass. She even comments, Stanley, what did I say about being a smart ass? Don't be a smart ass. Stanley, what did I say about being a smart ass? Don't be a smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> and this is this is another like fuck me moment where it's like when they when they said her name, misinformation, and they're like, oh, she has to know things. I'm like, oh my god, this is so stupid. It's so stupid. It's misinformation. She's misinformed, you dumbass. Right? Misinformation. <laughs> so she says that Kyle's illness is being caused by mysterious toxins in his system. She prescribes a series of herbal medicines to him. And though they actually make his condition each even worse, she convinces them each time gradually that, you know, that that's, it's working. It's, he's like throwing up his toxins. So that's actually helping him. He's healing him, but not in an immediate apparent way. That's how you know what has working. 
And of course, soon the whole town becomes enamored with her remedies and buys um, tons and tons of products. So much so that we get two Native Americans, I'm using quotes, two Native Americans as guest stars. They're played by and modeled after the, I would say, top five, definitely top five, no argument, top 10 stoners of all time, Cheech and Chong, as they yeah, are yeah, guest stars. Man. Yeah, man. Uh, on the show and their own voices and everything. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, here, uh, this is a, a dream catcher. Oh, a dream catcher. I'll buy one. Oh, too. Yeah, these here are Cherokee hair tampons. They're like tampons made with all natural hair from the Cherokee people. Oh, yeah. We love the earth, man. Oh, yeah, the earth is great. Oh, sure, we can do that, man. We'll give them like a, a brain enema or something. <laughs> Uh, not depicted in any bad way, really. Just the stoner fucking guys. It's great. Uh, so they continue to sell products to the town. Like the town thinks because that they're Native American that their products are all natural. Uh, I got this. I got this. Uh, they're a uh, uh, dream catcher, man. And so, like, it's not a dream catcher. And it's just like a hanger with some duct tape on it. And then he's like, oh, yeah, man. I got these Cherokee earphones there, man. So, and there, it's just hair bundled up with what looks like, I'm assuming, a rubber band. So much so that they even cut to an inbuilt commercial. <laughs> it's a lady and her daughter. And the daughter goes, Mom, you ever feel like you're not fresh down there? And then the mom's like, oh, yeah, honey, all the time. And then she goes, no, Mom. I mean, sometimes I just feel like the floodgates are opening. And <laughs> And the mom goes, oh, I definitely understand. But let me ask you a question. What's that, mom? What's the most absorbent thing in all the world? And the daughter goes, uh, Cherokee hair. But what does that have to do with anything? Well, now we now again. Because now there's new all-natural Cherokee hair tampons. A cotton tampon can only hold so much liquid. Other tampons also come up short. But Cherokee hair has been known for ages to be strong and powerful. Each tampon is hand-woven from over 200 strands of Cherokee hair and then bound together by these decorative native beads. Cherokee hair tampons. <laughs> so she introduces Cherokee hair tampon scoop um, as a way to profit and sell these all-natural Cherokee hair tampons. This was a real commercial. I don't think I can put it on YouTube because YouTube would probably give us a copyright for that. Which brings me to what I was alluding to earlier, Scoop. I put up our video. It's still blocked right now as I continue to check. Yeah, that's stupid. And it's blocked because initially the reason why is I had a song on there, okay? And the song was from last week's episode. You go back and watch the episode when they're doing the whole Benny Hill, Scooby-Doo thing where they're running in and out of rooms. There's an underlying song that goes like, right? It's that song. Well, I had left that 20 seconds in. And they blocked us. They blocked and put, took down the whole video. So what did I do per their request? I edited it. And then I turned out the segment. And guess what? It was still blocked. Okay, fair enough. I'll take it down. I'll remove it. And I'll re-upload it. Guess what? Still blocked. Okay, I'll tell you what. Take it down again. This time I'll change the file name just to make fucking sure it's a brand new file. Blocked again. Now I have to dispute it. So that's where we're at, people. So if you're... Watching episode 55 for 56, I'm sorry. I appreciate it. If you haven't got to watch it because YouTube is still not giving us what we want, then we might need to consider jumping over to Vimeo or something. I don't know. Maybe. We'll find out. Daily motion or bit shoot. I don't know. I'm just saying. So as mentioned in the subplot, Mr. Garrison, after having been fired from the school, takes up a new career as a romance novelist, Scoop, and he writes a novel entitled The Valley of Penises. And goes, penis. he goes to Harlequin Romance, which is a takeoff of Harlequin Romance, to get it published. So in the build-up to this, as they're cutting to him every time he's writing this, initially he gets writer's block when he gets to descriptions about women 
But whenever he talks about the floppy penis or strong penis standing in the woods like trees, uh, he's very descriptive and able to talk about the penis, even so much so that he masturbates to his own um, erotica. Well, eventually he takes this book. They presented themselves tall and mighty all around her with, Mr. Hat, what the hell are you doing? Oh, Mr. Hat to try and get it published. And inside the book, it says the word penis 6,083 times. And the publisher guy's like, we can't print this because this is one of the gayest books ever written. And <laughs> like, <laughs> Mr. Garris is like, what are you talking about? He's like, your book says the word penis 6,083 times. And he's like, yeah, so? He's like, this is what we call in the industry um, gay. Mr. Garrison, are you aware that the word Penis occurs 6,083 times in your novel? Well, I'm sure there's lots of naughty words. It is a romance novel. No, I don't think that this book really qualifies as a romance novel. No? <clears throat> no. No, this is what we in the book publishing business like to call gay. Really, really gay. What the hell are you talking about? And he's like, gay? He's like, I don't understand. He's like, you, he's like, uh, you've described, you know, there's not much about the women, the romance. It's just about penis. And then Mr. Garrison explains, look, I've seen women read these books. They're always skimming through the story to get to the part about the penis. I'm just giving them what they want. I'm giving them the penis. And then. The guy has like the like the publisher guy has like the stroke of genius and he goes, hmm. <laughs> like, wait a minute, you might be onto something here. And I went, that is genius though. And I I bet that's just probably called softcore porn uh when you're reading on the books. But still, like Mr. Garrison was smart here, right? I mean, he wrote a book that he understood what women would want. So because of this he ends up securing himself a publishing deal. So we'll get back to that here momentarily. But Stan, not trusting misinformation's medicine, goes to inquire with Dr. Doctor. That's literally his name, Dr. Doctor, over the matter. Doctor tells him, <laughs> the doctor tells him that, uh, you know, Kaya will die unless someone who else has AB negative blood type donates one of their kidneys. Stan says, you know, he'll do it. He's my best friend. I don't care if it hurts. The doctor says, well, there's only one compatible donor. It's Eric Cartman. Stan's like, oh, fuck. Oh, so fuck. Stan tries to convince the public that misinformation medicines and healing techniques are not really effective, to which she insists that doctor, doctor is only after money, unlike herself. To where, and then like she, he's in the store and Stan's like trying to convince them, hey, like, look, Stan, Kyle really needs to go to the doctor. He's having a hard time, and misinformation is like, oh, don't listen to that. You can't go to the doctor. You know, he wants to charge you, even though she ends up charging $100 minimum per item as she charges like $237 for stuff. So, right. like, and for like a meeting too. Right. Misinformation. Deposits. Misinformation basically wants to get money too, and she's trying to blame the doctor, saying that they don't do that. But she's doing the exact same thing. So there's your irony there, and that's true. Like if you watch, I'm not saying there aren't good people who are trying to do stuff, but there's this um, show on Netflix. It's, I don't know what it, I forget the title of it. It's a series. It has to do with holistic medicine and all that stuff. It's like a seven to eight, ten part series. I don't know if there's going to be in their season, but it's on there. Go check it out. They, they explore different uh, industries of the health and natural holistic industry. Uh, some of them are very corrupt. Some of them are. So I'm just saying, in her case, she was. Um, so at, at this point, Stan now upset, he goes, all right, I guess I got to go and try to go talk to Cartman. So he goes to Cartman and asks Cartman, look, will you donate one of your kidneys but as he's asking him, like he's trying to like, you know, muster up the courage, eventually Cartman's like, why don't you go ahead and ask me what you want to ask me, Stan? <laughs> and so Stan asks him, and as soon as he asks him, Cartman goes, no, 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 no. So uh, Stan's like, you're a dick, dude. And Cartman's like, look, I'll give him one of my kidneys for 10 million guys. <laughs> <laughs> 10 million dollars. Seems like, dude, I don't have that type of money. And Carmen's like, sounds like 10 times chicken up, 10. 
Tick-tack, tick-tack. <laughs> Did you find a way to get that many? <laughs> One of your friends is gonna die. Don't you see how serious this is? No, that's not the kidney. Well, perhaps I could see my way to giving up a kidney for a prize. Oh my god! How much? I don't know. How much is your life worth to you, Cal? Carmen, you are so going to hell when you die. Yes, well, until then, I need about ten million dollars. What the hell would you do with $10 million, fat ass? What I intend to do with the money is not an issue, is it? I suggest you start looking for that money quickly. Kyle doesn't seem to have much time. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Stan, now pissed, tries to round up the rest of boys in town to try and take Cartman's kidney. And he's only able to get butters. ta -ra! So Kenny, so Kenny, so Stan, Kenny, butters, and Timmy sneak into Cartman's house and try to remove one of his kidneys himself. Now, as they're breaking in, they sneak past Fluffy, who actually does wake up was woken up by Butters stepping on his tail. Cartman comes out half asleep, punches Fluffy in the face as it squeals and walks past. Even though Butters loudly says, ah, oh, we're fucked. Yeah, I guess we're boned. No, <laughs> we're not. We gotta get out of here, guys. Not that, then. As Cartman goes back to sleep, they try to break in as they're reading how to do this and remove his kidney. Well, they go to break in and they go to, like, Saw and they lift up Cartman's shirt and he's got a kidney blocker 2000. No way! Kidney blocker 2000? What, 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 what? Oh, Stan and Butters, trying to take my kidney, are you? You suck, Cartman. Maybe so, but at least I was smart enough to wear a kidney blocker 2000. God damn it, don't you care that Kyle's gonna die? I do, I do care. Look how much. Look, look how much I care. And they like, oh, son of a bitch. And Carmen then immediately wakes up. He's like, ah, oh, I see you can't take my kidney. Can't <laughs> take my kidney. And Stan's like, oh, son of a bitch, Carmen. And he's like, uh, yeah, well, it's a good thing I got my kidney block in 2000. So, uh, unfortunately for Carmen, or sorry for Stan, Carmen does not give up his kidney then. So now the following day, Kyle's mom brings Kyle who is now on the verge of death as a result of misinformation's ineffective treatments to the Native Americans for a quote-unquote personal appointment. However, after taking just a simple glance at them, the Native Americans, quote-unquote, um, tell her that, hey, man, you should probably take her, take him to see a doctor. Yeah, you should <laughs> take him to see a real doctor. And confused, Mrs. Brofloxy points out that they're supposedly more in touch with the Earth. And Sharon tells the Native Americans that they trust that they know what they're doing. But after one more good look at Kyle, their conscience gets the better of them. And they finally spill the beans to Mrs. Brofloxy and the rest of the customers saying that Kyle really needs to see a doctor about his condition. Also revealing that Mr. Information is a total fraud, that they aren't even Native American, they're Mexican. And when they did that, it was fucking hysterical. You just see one guy because he got sold the Native American ball juice or whatever it is. So now he immediately spits it out and he goes, Puh! and then he, he throws down the bottle. And then there, you just hear some chick in the background. No, man, that kid needs a doctor. And besides, we're not actually Native Americans. I mean, I'm, I'm more like a, a Mexican. What? what? Yeah, a Mexican. Oh, oh, no, oh my God. How dare you deceive us like that? Hey, we never said we we're Native Americans, man. Misinformation said that. Yeah, she said nobody would buy anything from Mexicans. <laughs> Oh, man, that was a hilarious scene. So misinformation thought that no one would be uh, buy medicine from Mexicans. <laughs> the Native American. So she lied. <laughs> she lied. Uh, uh, so now that Stan knows this, he's like, can we please take Kyle to the hospital? And Mrs. Brofelski's like, that's fine, but we don't have a donor. And Stan's like, if you all help me, I got a plan. So the next day, Cartman awakens to find that his kidney blocker has been destroyed and there's a thick red liquid all over his bed. So he heads over to Stan's house and Stan tells him that they took the kidney with the help of his mom. And Carmen says, no, give me back my kidney. It's my kidney because it's mine. So he takes the kidney, marches over to the hospital, demanding they return the kidney to his rightful place. However, the doctor and Leanne have cooked up uh, a sting operation for Cartman to sign a release to give his kidney to actually to Kyle. And they opened that they that Leanne herself had opened up the blocker and put ketchup in his bed to trick him into thinking that they had removed his kidney. Cartman then signed a release for him, which actually permits Kyle to take his kidney. 
And of course, it is never revealed right away where the kidney where, where Cartman took from Stan came from. But it is, can be assumed the doctor gave it to him. We're talking about the other kidney, by the way, like the fake kidney that, uh, that Stan gives to Cartman and he's running around with. Uh, Kyle then makes a quick recovery. Mr. Garrison comes in. He's uh, like, here's my brand new book, Kyle. I want you to have it as gifts, a signed copy, The Valley of the Penises. <laughs> and Kyle's like, thanks. <laughs> And he announces he's not coming back because he's a rich number one art, uh, another number one author. Uh, so Cartman is initially angry at being tricked into losing his kidney, especially since it saved Kyle's life. Kyle laughs. He squirts out the milk. And then Cartman laughs and goes, hey, good, you got your crappy kidney. Oh, here's everybody. Hey, Mr. Garrison, where have you been? Boys, I have an announcement to make. I'm not going to be your teacher anymore. I've become a best-selling author, and Kyle, I want you to have a signed copy as a get-well present. Oh, thanks. I said I'm gonna kill you guys! Careful, Carmen, you might pop your stitches. <laughs> what the? Oh, good, you got the crappy kidney. To Kyle, and that's how the episode ends. And now, we're gonna get into... What did Kenny say? <laughs> what did Kenny say? What did what what Kenny say? Yeah. What did Kenny say, folks? We got a nice short one here for you. Kenny had a couple scenes where he had some lines where he has some complaints about the fact that Stan is grieving over Kyle's potential death, and no one ever usually grieves over him. Other than that, though, Kyle, Kenny has some very vague lines such as uh, no, uh-huh, and yeah. But we're going to go over the scenes here. So the one, the first one here is uh, they're playing. He's playing with Cartman before Stan comes in to ask for the kidney. And Kenny's like, <laughs> pew, pew, pow. And he crashes <laughs> the ship into a soldier. Cartman then says, get me in for attack, Captain. Pew. And then he goes, give me space, space, Kenny. And Kenny's like, no, no. And Cartman's like, come on, Kenny, you have to give me a speed cruiser. And then he tries to pull the uh, cruiser out of his hands so I can destroy, so I can destroy the game. Can't and then Kenny gets up and he says, stop, no, it's mine, as he pulls the cruiser back. There, it's mine, as uh, the boys tug the ship at the ship in opposite directions and the doorbell rings. Now Cartman goes, yeah, it's me! And then the ship breaks in two with Kenny getting the short end. And he goes, ha ha, I bet you space kid, Kenny, ha ha ha. And then, uh, and then Stan comes to the door and his mom says, uh, looks like your little friends are here. You have more little friends here to play. And Kat turns like, okay, man. And Stan goes, dude, one of your friends is going to die. Don't you see how serious this is after he explains to Cartman about the kidney? And Kenny goes, <laughs> muffled, it's not that fucking serious, um, as, as he coughs twice. And then Cartman's like, whatever has I can see my way to giving up my kidney for bad. And then Stan's like, oh my god. Kyle's like, who's there with him? He goes, how much? Cartman says, I don't know, how, how much is your life worth to you, Kyle? <laughs> and Stan's like, Cartman, you are so going to hell when you die. And Cartman's like, yes, but, but until then, I need about $10 million. And Kenny's like, I need about $10 million. Kenny's like, $10 million? I think we all could use like, $10 million. Yeah, right. Stan's like, what the hell would you do with $10 million, fat ass? What I tell you is the money is not an issue, is it? I suggest you start looking for that money quickly. Kyle doesn't seem to have much time now, does he? Say, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> and then Stan says, come on, Kyle, let's get out of here. And Carmen's like, okay, where, where were we, Kenny? They continue on. Now, later on, Stan crying about Kenny, uh, Kyle potentially dying. This is on the curb. They're both sitting outside. And Stan says, there's nothing more I can do, Kenny. I've tried everything to save Kyle. Holistic, med holistic medicine is going to kill my friend. And Kenny's like, you never seem to care when I die. And Stan's like, my friend is going to die. He's going to die. There's nothing I can do about it. And then he begins to sob. And he says, oh, God, my best friend. And Kenny's like, well, now that does it. I've had just about enough of this bullshit. Screw you, Stan. I'm going home. So he starts to walk away. And above him, a man is holding a piano, but realizes the ropes are tearing. And the mover goes, look out. And then the mover uh, gets it. He lets go of the piano as it snaps from the ropes and crushes Kenny. And he says, oops. And then Stan goes, ah, oh, I'll never see Kyle again. So 
Katie never gets a, oh my God, you killed Katie, we killed Katie, you bastards, this episode. And that's what Katie said. All right, Scoot, why don't you go ahead and take us into some trivia, and then I'll read the continuity stuff that they did here for us. So, all right. Although the blood type AB negative is the rarest blood type, comprising 0.6% of the population in the United States, individuals with this blood type can receive blood from anyone with RH negative blood. That is A, A negative, B negative, AB negative, and O negative. An estimated 15% of the population possesses these blood types. Additionally, blood type alone is not sufficient for determining compatibility for kidney transplant as HLA compatibility also plays a role. I'm AB negative. Comedy duo Cheech and Chong guest star in the this episode. Although their voices were recorded separately, this episode was Hold the on. first time. So you can save Cartman's life? Yeah. Proud of you. Okay, go ahead. Cheech and Chong, sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> uh, so... Although their voices were recorded separately, this episode was the first time they had worked on anything together in several years following their breakup. A few years later, they reunited. Now, were they like feuding with each other or were they just kind of just like chilling and gone different ways? I, I think they kind of gone different ways for a little bit because what had happened was, if I recall, Cheech Marin kind of got tired of doing the weed stuff. And if you notice, between the late 90s, early to 2000s, he was doing some more comedy in other serious roles and other movies, one-off B-movies and TV shows. So he was trying to be taken more seriously as another actor and was trying to get rid of the weed thing. Meanwhile, Chong was like, fuck that, dude. We're the kings of weed. Like, <laughs> we need to be raking in on this shit, right? But it's true. They, Ch they kind from Cheech's from Cheech's perspective, at that point, the market itself wasn't as, as good as it is now, right? So let's say in 2020. So from his perspective, he saw it as an illegal product that wasn't going to make him as much money. So I think there was that dispute. So I think it was more like uh, just two best friends arguing with each other because one wanted to do one thing with their career and one wanted to keep doing a good thing. You know what I'm saying? So they kind of had a falling out a little bit. Nothing personal more than that business-wise, which is why they were able to come back, obviously, because they realized that business and bullshit. And then eventually, I'm assuming Cheech's acting career didn't take off as much as it should have. And he came back to Chong. He's like, hey, man, I'm sorry. It's okay, man. Let's get high, bro. And then, like, everything <laughs> was fine. So there you go. Continue on, though, right about Kenny as before he dies. Right before Kenny dies, he says a few lines to Stan in anger. Though the lines are muffled, as always, you can you they can be made out to be it's not that fucking serious. You don't seem to care when I die, and a variation of Cartman's line. That's it. I've had enough of this bullshit. Screw you guys. Screw you guys. He also does the hand gesture Cartman does and walks it's away. Great. <laughs> After he dies, Stan seems indifferent and continues crying over Kyle, putting some truth into what he said. Because he was just like, oh, I'll never see Kyle again. In <laughs> <sighs> the Comedy Central promos for this episode, Cartman says that he plans on making Britney Spears his love slave with the $10 million he gets for Kyle's kidney. In the actual <laughs> episode, Cartman says that what he intends to do with the money isn't an issue. Because all that matters is that Stan gets the money before Kyle dies. Yeah. Isn't that interesting that they cut that out of the episode? Yeah. When Cartman what refuses to say, what is that word? Pardon faith for. So when, when Cartman refuses to donate a kidney to Kyle, he sings no to the tune of Comedy Tonight from a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. No, 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 When misinformation visits Kyle, he throws up on the floor and she says it's simply the toxins leaving his body. <laughs> Stan disagrees and said it's the bean with bacon soup. Kyle ate half an hour earlier. Kyle is Jewish, and Jews can't eat bacon because bacon is not kosher. Oh. Got him! 
I didn't know it was bean and bacon. I thought he said bean and lentil or something. I don't know. Lydia Cladelia, South Park sound engineer, appeared as the Cherokee with super absorbent hair in the locker. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> the Cherokee hair tampon commercial. <laughs> we all know that Cherokee hair is three times more absorbent or ten times more absorbent. <laughs> than <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Cherokee people are like, this is what happens to our people. Fuck these guys. <laughs> Cartman has a problem with his kidney that makes milk come out of his nose. He laughs too hard. As of this episode, though, Kyle has the pr problem since he got the crappy kidney. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got the crappy kidney. Mr. Garrison's mother and father from... Worldwide recorder concert can be seen in a photo frame in his room while he writes his novel. When the substitute teacher introduces himself, the letters on the alphabet are out of place. The uppercase letters go accordingly, starting with A, but the lowercase letters go backwards, starting from C. Ooh. So capital would be A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and lowercase goes, you know, Z, Y, X, backwards, and so on, W. You know what I'm saying? When the substitute teacher gives the name roll call, Cartman gives the name roll call. Cartman re refers to himself Kenny. He was previously known as Kenny in the spirit of Christmas, Jesus first frosty, and will later be the host of Kenny Soul. A ladder. Laird. When the skills be there later. Not eleven, not eleven, not eleven. I that last thing. Mr. Garrison uses Ethan F. Garrison as his pen name. That's his author name. <laughs> All right, let's get to some continuity here. Now, the episode reveals that both Kyle and Cartman's blood type are AB negative. Uh, in this episode, is revealed that, of course, Kyle is diabetic. Also, this episode marks the second appearance of Cartman's Pig Fluffy, as the only time Fluffy had appeared prior was in season one episodes, An Elephant Makes Love to a Pig. Hopefully, by the time you listen or hear this episode, our feed issues are resolved. If not, all the episodes are technically available on Spreaker, so they are there, and some different platforms that we submitted not through them, so you technically might be able to get it, but hopefully by then it's resolved. That being said, you can go back and listen to our season one review on audio only of The Elephant Makes Love to a Pig. Uh, Kenny is shown to be aware of his tendency to die, of course, in this episode after saying that a friend dying is not that fucking serious and getting annoyed at Stan's concern for Kyle. Of course, he had been previously shown to be no. at least vaguely aware that the end of Mr. Hanky, the Christmas Pooh, that was ultimately confirmed in Mysterion Rises later on. Now... Do you think Kenny saying that it's not that big of a fucking deal is kind of like him saying, well, if he dies, he'll be back? He believes that maybe because it happens to him. Right. And he so maybe he that. thinks maybe he thinks it's more or less natural that he's dying and his friends dying wouldn't be a big deal because he somehow thinks that maybe right now, until he finds out later, maybe he thinks as of now in this show that the boys are somehow caught in a time loop in which they never age. Kenny may be aware of that, thinking the fact that he has now died and been reborn 52 times. It'll be 53, but 52 times as of this episode. And, you know, what can you say after that? So he probably thinks that everybody is just in a time loop, him and his, him and his close friends. That's probably why he's thinking it's not a big fucking deal. Right. <laughs> that would be my guess. Some we were gonna shit there. We were going to analyze the character, right? Uh, so, so when Mr. Wyland, that substitute teacher, says that he knows some students enjoy substitute teachers or enjoy, enjoy, enjoy annoying substitute teachers, that is, Cartman points toward Craig. I thought that was funny. Like, he just pointed right toward Craig. Uh, Cartman had previously maintained that Craig is a cover maker in Tweak Bridge. Craig. Craig. You have to, you lack a discipline. You lack a discipline. You lack a discipline. You have a very strong ass there, Cartman son. Mr. Garrison gets laid off, if you will, over the events of the episode or suspended. 
Carmen joins Nambla uh, over the episode, the last episode of Carmen joins Nambla, I'm sorry. Uh, he does not come back to school until fourth grade later in the season as the kindergarten teacher, which we'll talk about later. It does not start to teach in the fourth grade until two seasons later um, in season six, which we'll get to that too. But Mr. Garrison's best-selling novel, The Valley of the Penises, later won the Gay Pulitzer Prize, which is revealed by Mr. Mackey in fourth grade. Uh, so we are getting close to the fourth grade. We're also getting close to, we're very close. We're very close to, in my opinion, the greatest episode of South Park all time. But um, before we get there, Scoot, before we finish up this podcast, tell me some of your top moments you liked. So my top, one of my, 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 my number one is when Kenny gets up and he's, I'm tired of this bullshit. Um, does, and then the, the piano falling on him and then Stan giving that reaffirmation of what Kenny just said is totally true. <coughs> yeah, my top, my top moment would have to be a first off Cartman going, no, 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 no. And then asking for his kidney. That was the first thing I thought was hilarious. Second thing being... Uh, him having kidney blocker 2000. Yeah, yeah. It's a good thing I got kidney, kidney blocker 2000, huh? Um, I thought that was a nice little touch. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I like the kidney blocker too. I thought that was funny. Uh, as far as anything else, I really like, we could talk about Mr. Garrison for a moment. I do like that they, while yes, firing him as a teacher, still kept him strong as a side character here by letting the audience know, yes, right now he's not teaching but we're going to do something else with them. And they kind of evolved him as a character even more in this episode. I think this is where we really, like we had seen, you know, brief hints of him in jail or talking about in a flashback or, you know, he goes home and wants to be raped by his dad when he gets raped by Kenny G. So we have seen those brief bits and moments of his homosexuality here. But after writing the paintings, uh, you know, 6,000, 8,000 times, um, I think it was pretty clear in this episode that he is 100% gay, and that's okay. But I think we really got that evolution of Mr. Garrison. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mr. Garrison here in this episode. So I really I really like that. Um, getting to our top dislike, I'm going to start with that. I didn't like the fact that they stole Carpenter's kidney here. Yeah. Like, for because I, I get, obviously it saves Kyle, but... I don't like the fact that they get away with doing it, that there's not really any ramifications for it, at least right now. And then later on, when Cartman does eventually get his revenge back, they don't really cite this as an example ever again. Right. So, like It's kind of like a lost uh, footnote in the annals of South Park history. Yeah, a little bit. You know, it would have been, it would have been kind of... Maybe they would have. They they felt like they could have started to beat like a dead horse or something, or it could just be like, oh, they're talking about the kidney again. And yeah, I don't know, because just like some of the way that they go back to things. I was gonna say South Park is usually good at referencing prior yeah. history, and this is one of like, if not their first seasons where they agree they actually like this season. Because if you go back and read their comments, they say if they could get rid of seasons one through three, they would. That they feel like season four is where they really start to write good and make where great the, content. Where the continuity, one can argue, is that the continuity kind of starts here. Because, I mean, yes. uh, Kyle does start shooting milk out of his nose for a while, you know, doesn't he? I don't know we'll find out. I guess we'll, we'll remember out. here. Yeah. But I do want to say that you're right from the Garrison standpoint, as we talked about the last couple episodes, if you, if you listen every week the meta-ness of the arc within the arc here. So now we've got this arc that's technically started last week with Mr. Garrison. This mm -hmm. is episode two of it. There's going to be another episode, episode three. But we're not going to get that for another two to three episodes, I want to say, because we have to have fourth grade first. Once we have fourth grade, that's when we're going to get the reveal of Mr. Garrison being gay. Um, so then once we get that, that's the story arc within the arc. And that's more continuity as now the boys move up to the fourth grade too, right? Hi, kids. I miss chokes on dick. Yeah, we get miss chokes on dick. So we'll get that later this season. That's coming up. But that's our top likes. I guess you say dislikes. As far mm -hmm. as your top, uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say this is my top 100. I would put this in my top 100. Same. 
Definitely. Top 100 for me Top as well. Okay. It's a great episode. It's a great um, episode. Cheech and Chong. A lot of my season. Uh, this that reason alone, Cheech and Chong. Um, spoiler alert for this season, a lot of season four is in my top 100, so. Yeah, me too. Well, yeah. in two episodes, we're going to, I think we're going to get to, or it could be next, what is it, this is episode six? I think it's the next one, Finger Bang, <sighs> what you can do with your finger. Oh, <laughs> my favorite one, next. I think that's coming up next, yes, that is, uh, that is my favorite episode. Girl, girl, oh girl, girl, oh girl. Randy is just hilarious in this too. Lost my job. Say it. Uh, no, you're, I'm sorry. The no, next Seth one is goes Chef. Nanners. Yeah, we were we're two away. It's two Seth goes Nanners is next, which I think is going to be a very good one because that's relevant to what's going on in society right now too about flags and stuff like that. Right. And then of course we will get to something you can do with your finger. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us on another edition at Check Matt. A check nah bows. And this is the, of course, as we mentioned, the sixth episode of season four, the 54th episode overall, our 57th. We appreciate you listening. Uh, thanks for coming back each and every week for your reviews of South Park and for new listeners on new platforms as we just moved to Spreaker. We definitely appreciate you. If you hit that like, that subscribe button, whatever platform you're on, leave a review. Uh, if you also have iTunes and specifically even more Spotify, Follow us there on our Spotify feed. Just type in Suck My Balls. Follow us there. All of our episodes are up there as well. And you can be a subscriber because that's where we're getting a lot of our downloads. About 50, 60% of our people have Spotify. So thank you, Spotify listeners. But if you're listening through us, other platforms, or as well as our sponsors, Rat Salad Review, Hami Media Group, and the R&R Podcast Network. I'm your host on the scene where the air is clean. I'm lighting up green, your boy MSG. Hopefully I won producer of the year. Hopefully suck my balls, won affiliate of the year. You know what I'm going to do, actually, Scoop? Today's December the 31st. I'll wait. And if we win, I'll come back in here and I'll edit something that says that we won. But if we did not win, then I guess I won't edit anything. And that's the only time we're ever going to talk about this again. But hopefully we won. And with the this, somebody won something, maybe I won something, maybe Ian won something, maybe the podcast won something, but we appreciate you listening to you. Uh, I'm MSG, Tom Bow Tom and for Dirty JV, we love you. Welcome to 2021, bitches. Let's rock and roll. Check that out. Check that out. Check that out. Check that out. In Jungerred ved juletid Ting tang ting jo til dig Omkring ham dannede sneen hvid Ting tang ting jo til dig Han stred sig frem i regn og blæst Med et der sejnede hans hest Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting jo til dig Jomfru sad i høje tårn Ting tang ting lu til dig Og ventede ham samt til forn Ting tang ting lu til dig Men natten gik så trist og lang I ensomhed til solopgang Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lu til dig Den næste dag ved hed morgen rød Ting tang ting lu til dig De fandt den stakkels junker død Ting tang ting lu til dig Han dækket var af sne og is Men tør nu op i paradis Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lu til dig Det var jo noget værd og noget Ting tang ting lu til dig For da han tøde blev han våd Ting tang ting lu til dig Men sådan kan det altså gå Når man går uden hue på Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lu til dig
som fruen fik den besked. Ting tjang ting, nu til dig. Hun kastede sig fra tårnet ned. Ting tjang ting, nu til dig. Nu deler de en lille sky, som regner over land og by. Ting tjang lu, ting tjang lu, ting tjang ting, nu til dig. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from, like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for those who love politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Extradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like podcast and the Laughcast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more.